Well, here I am, and happy whatever day this comes out on everybody. Today we're here to talk about the Minnesota Wild. As of recording, today is January 21st, 2023, a.k.a. the Saturday of the divisional round in the NFL. But we're not here to talk about the NFL today. We're here to talk about the Minnesota Wild and the goalie situation and playoffs potentially in four months. We're just... We're here to give like a mid-season point of view right before the All-Star game. Speaking of All-Stars, Kirill Kaprizov is, as of right now, the only All-Star named from the Wild who is 100% going to be at that event in a couple weeks. But as we look here at the standings, where we got this, okay, at, as of right now, the Wild are in third place of the Central Division. They are five points behind the Jets, and they are um, seven points behind the Stars. So Dallas is in first place, you got Winnipeg, and then the Wild are three points ahead of Colorado. The Wild have been doing very well over the last few weeks. Pardon me. They have been putting up some pretty good numbers, if we're being honest. So we look at here, let's look at the last few games. Wild lost to the Hurricanes 5-2 to two on Thursday. Beat the Capitals in, in the East Coast. They beat the Coyotes, they beat the Islanders, they lost to the Rangers in a shootout, they got their butts kicked by the Blues. They lost in a shootout to the, excuse me, they lost in overtime to the Sabres, and they beat the Lightning. Um, and that's been their 2023 so far. They've had a pretty, pretty good year. Now, here is, now in their next upcoming schedule, they've got, they're finishing up a, an East Coast road trip tonight, or in uh, these next two games, rather. They've got the Florida Panthers down there, and then they've got the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Bay. So these are going to be two very interesting games to see what happens today and Tuesday. And then they will be returning home for a game that I'll be in attendance in on this next Thursday night when they play the Flyers at the X. And then they'll have the Sabres at home. Then they'll be going on the road to face the Coyotes, the Stars, and then they'll be hosting the Golden Knights. So nonetheless, today at 5 p.m., and we'll just have to see how this works out, they're playing the Florida Panthers. The Florida Panthers are led by, let's see here, we've got the Florida Panthers, and we look at their players. They've got Matthew Kachuk, they've got Eric Stahl, Alexander Barkov, Sergei Bobrovsky, their goaltender, and Eric Ekblad, their defenseman. So yeah, they're a pretty good team. The Panthers are in fourth place of the Atlantic Division. We'll play the Lightning on Tuesday. They're in third place. So there's really no rest for the weary here when it comes to the Wild, because they're trying because the Wild realized that they don't, they're not only really, they're not guaranteed a spot in the playoffs, but it's pretty likely the way they've been playing that they're going to get to the playoffs. It just depends how high of a C they're going to be on the way there and how much home ice advantage they're going to have. Last year, obviously, when they went in to the playoffs against the Blues, they had a lot of home ice advantage and they weren't able to take advantage of it and they lost in six games. But the Wild currently are in third place, so they would, in theory, if the season ended today, they would play the Jets in the first round, and the Jets would own Game 1 and Game 7. So, And then the Wild would have Game uh, game 4, 5, and no, it would be Games 3, 4, and 5 before the series would head back to Winnipeg for 6 and 7. We have played Winnipeg in the past in the playoffs, and we've lost to them. And the Dallas Stars are in first place in the Central Division. They have a lot of great young talent with that James Robinson. And they've got a couple other stars down there. Oh, wow. No, no pun intended, I guess. And the Wild are currently ahead of both the Avalanche and the Blues, the Predators, the Coyotes, and the Blackhawks. 
Uh, Blackhawks are just in, they're in dead last. They there's no saving the Chicago Blackhawks. But um, while we're looking at the standings, I know this is kind of a side tangent, but the Boston Bruins. Good lord, the Boston Bruins. Those guys have played 45 games this year so far. Would you like to know how many games the Boston Bruins have lost as of today, January 21st, Saturday? They have lost less than 10 games. The Boston Bruins have five losses in regulation and four overtime losses. They have 76 points. They could wrap up the Atlantic Division by March. That is insanity. That is legitimate insanity. The Bruins are probably going to have home ice in the Eastern Conference the entire way through. And then probably, I mean, hockey is a weird sport, but they could make it to the Stanley Cup final and they could have home ice for that as well. But the Minnesota Wild here, Minnesota Wild, they got 54 points. And quite frankly, being only seven points behind the Stars, it's not completely out of the realm of possibility that the Wild could win the division this year. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but there is still a shot that it could. The Wild could, in theory, take the division and then play your wildcard team. Well, no, no pun intended, I guess. But who? But what I wonder is, what would be better? Because it's not necessary In hockey, it's a lot different than baseball or football in a sense of there is far less. I mean, obviously, this year we have the Boston Bruins to talk about. But there is far less of a difference between the great teams and the good teams. Every team in the NHL is good. And there's a few just like awful teams in there with your Blackhawks and your Ducks and uh, Canadians and the Blue Jackets. But that's just like the dumpster fire lower level of the league. But every team in the NHL is good enough to win. And I guess that's the same case with the, with the, um, with the NFL. But in baseball, there's no chance in hell that the Dodgers would lose to the Texas Rangers or some like dumpster fire team, you know. So as we look at this, the Wild, if they won the division this year, could play a team like the Oilers or the Kings or the Flames. Um, and then you've got the Avalanche and the Blues potentially that could, or the Predators that can make a run. The only teams that are out of it in the Western Conference as of right now, like completely out of it, are the Coyotes, the Blackhawks, the, uh, uh, the, the Sharks, and the Canucks and the Ducks. Those are the teams that are just legitimately out of it. So in the playoffs, you have a real genuine chance of playing the Flames, the Oilers, the uh, the Kings, the Avalanche, the Blues, the Predators are still in it, and the Winnipeg Jets and the Stars. Those are your, and I know that's that's like, a, well, Carl, which team is was is not on that list that you just named all 32 off of, but there's a good chance we could play just about any team in the Western Conference in the first round other than those dumpster fire teams I just talked about. But the situation that is most shocking on the Wild, I would say, is the goaltender situation. Because last March, we made a big trade, and it's a good trade, for a conditional second-round pick for Marc-Andre Fleury. And, of course, the conditions of that first-round pick did not end up um, accumulating. So we didn't have to give the Chicago Blackhawks anything extra. But basically, had the Wild made it to the Western Conference Finals and had Flurry been responsible as the winning goalie for, I think it was four, four of those games, six of those games maybe, is X, X amount of games, 
had the Wild made the Western Conference Finals and had they had Flurry been the winning goalie for X amount of games, they would have had to give the um, the Blackhawks, I believe, a first round pick. But luckily, that didn't. I mean, luckily on one hand, we don't have to give any more draft assets up to the Blackhawks. But on the other unlucky hand, we lost in the first round despite having a good team that won a lot of games that got over 100 points. And we had a whole nice advantage, and we still lost to the Blues. Um, and Flurry had a couple of good games in there. Talbot was still there. But Alexander Gustafsson, what on God's green earth has... Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Philip, Philip Gustafsson, what has gotten into him? In the last five games, his save percentage, 0.952. He's 4-1 and one because... I just don't know. In the last five, the one loss was against St. Louis in Minnesota. But he's beaten the New York Islanders, the uh, the Capitals, the Lightning, and the, and the Lightning weren't playing their good goalie, but and the Winnipeg Jets. Those are all formidable opponents, and he's four and one against against them in his last five games. He, Alec, as far as I'm concerned, Philip Gustafson has been playing out of his mind. So what happens when Mark Andre Fleury? Gives up, and he has some good games sprinkled in there. But two nights ago, if we look at the wild schedule here, you look at the wild schedule. Two nights ago, Mark Andre Fleury gave up five goals, and yes, the Hurricanes are a very good team, but you can't give up five goals. And don't get me wrong, Fleury is not going to blame this on anybody else. He's going to be the accountability buddy. He's going to be the accountability leader. In that he's going to blame, he's going to blame nobody but himself. Yeah, defense probably could have helped him out a little bit, not screened. But Al, he's Mark Andre Fleury, the living legend himself, is not going to allow him himself to uh, to not take that blame. So, and I'm not asking him to take the blame, but you can't give up five goals and expect to win a game against a very good team like the Carolina Hurricanes. So, we lost to the Hurricanes, and now you've got the Panthers and Lightning coming up. So, when the playoffs come around, we had the same conversation last year. What the hell is this situation going to be like? Because last year we had Cam Talbot, who was playing out of his mind, and we had Marc-Andre Fleury, who could play out of his mind. We had two great goalies. And then we got to the playoffs, and Fleury gives up 17 goals in the first game. And yeah, we came back the next night, and we won the next game. But then Fleury got benched in the middle of the series. It kind of derailed us, and we lost in six games. What is going to happen when it? What happens if the Wild lose in the first round again this year in six games, in five games, in seven games? What happens if they lose in the first round and Gustafsson sits on the bench the whole time because they have to play Flurry because he's a living legend? I don't think Flurry would have that God complex, that ego of I have to play. I think if Flurry knows deep down in his heart that Philip Gustafson is just playing better than him and Philip Gustafson will give the Wild a better chance to succeed and move on in the playoffs and win a couple of series and win a few games. I think Marc-Andre Fleury will be happy to sit on the bench and I think he'll be very supportive and it's not going to be a Cam Talbot drama situation. But what happens when Marc-Andre Fleury gives up five goals three more times this season before we even get to the playoffs? Do we do we trade Fleury? Do we... I just, 
it's because he's so he's such a beloved figure in the hockey community overall, not just in Minnesota. Obviously, the, with the deep roots in Pittsburgh and with um, the Vegas Golden Knights and with the Blackhawks. Obviously, those roots are not as big as the ones that are in um, Pittsburgh. But it's just a tricky situation because the Wild have all of the pieces. And I said this last year, and I went off to basic training, and I was so pissed because I thought the, that was the year the Wild were going to win the Stanley Cup. I was convinced. So when I go off to basic training and then they lose in the first round, I was kind of actually a little bit glad because then I didn't have to miss that. But, um, oh, my goodness. It's just – it's so – frustrating at times because you look at this team you've got a top five player in the nhl yeah i said it with karel kaprizov a legitimate top five player you've got two very good goalies you've got good pieces on the side with matt boldy and all these other players you don't have fiala anymore but that's okay because we've we've replaced him you've got jared spurgeon one of the better defensemen in the nhl you've got jonas brodeen who is been a consistent defensive force in the wild for almost 10 years now, if not 10 years. And you've got Ryan, you made it, you make the trade for Ryan Reeves back in November, Ryan Reeves. The, if you think about physicality in the modern day NHL, you think of one name, Ryan Reeves. And nope, he, he's only had one fight since he's gotten to Minnesota, but that's changed things because now that Ryan Reeves is on your team, Teams are going to be much less likely to try to pick on you and to try to, how do I say, to to engage in a more physical aspect because they know Ryan Reeves is there. And they, they, they're they not going to touch Kaprizov because they know if they do, they're going to have to answer to Ryan Reeves later in the game. And Marcus Foligno, being a much more skilled, skilled player than than uh, Ryan Reeves. And I'm not saying Ryan Reeves isn't a skilled player. Every NHL player is. But Ryan Reeves, his presence allows Felino and allows Dumba and, and allows some of these um, harder headed players in the wild who feel like they have to stand up for everything that happens to the the star players like Kaprizov or Boldy or whatever. Um, not so much Boldy because he's a skyscraper, so nobody wants to hit him. But when it happens to these star players, Felino doesn't have to be the one that stands up anymore. Yeah, he can still stand up, but he doesn't have to get injured. He doesn't have to risk injury and lose his potential on the ice. So, Nonetheless, I think we've come to a conclusion today, and there's going to be a lot more games. We're not even to the All-Star break yet. Yeah, we're only a couple weeks away, and we're halfway through the season. And from what I've seen so far, the Minnesota Wild, they could go in many different ways. They could miss the playoffs entirely, in theory. I don't think they will, but they could. There's one thing that the Wild, as an organization, are very good at, and that is making the playoffs. So I don't think the Wild are going to miss the playoffs. The Wild could win the division and have a good sense of home ice advantage. They could turn into one of the better Western conference teams. They are a better Western conference team, but they could consistently, nobody's been playing better hockey really except the Bruins and a couple other teams than the wild have in the last couple of months or everything could just derail. We could get swept in the first round by shoot. I don't know the Dallas stars, St. Louis blues again, but all I know is the potential is right there. It's in front of us. All we have to do is go grab it. So it just, who knows? We got Kaprizov locked down for what, five more years? Hopefully he wins us the cup at some point. But 
Thank you for listening to today's edition of the M Nation podcast. I am James Carlton. Please remember to drink coconut Red Bull. Coconut Red Bull is love. Coconut Red Bull is life. And I hope you have a. Gr- I hope you had a great week. Because I'm probably going to post this on Tuesday. I hope you had a great, great weekend of watching NFL football. And I currently have bets. I think on. I mean, I hope the Cowboys and eh, whatever. We are not here to talk about that today. We're here to talk about hockey. Nonetheless, thank you for listening to M Nation. Please consider giving us a subscribe on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever the heck you get your podcasts from. And uh, yeah, I have. I hope you enjoy a great rest of your day.